Hunt, hunt. Another cougar game is in the books. BYU's going to keep the offense on the field and go for it on fourth down and three. Haru moves into blocking position. Algier straight ahead. Touchdown. He's number one in the country rushing touchdowns. He's got 17 in the first one today. Hall for Katoa. Touchdown. Lapini. His 24th career touchdown. Idaho State. Low snap. Picked off. Take it inside the 10. And it's Pepe Tanabasa for BYU. The end zone for Puka. He's got a touchdown. A spectacular grab. Back to pass. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Idaho State. Jared Scott. And the Bengals get on the board here late in the first half. All again. Good pocket. Throws to the goal line. It is caught at the goal line. Fighting for the end zone is Pau. Touchdown. Hall over to Hill. And Keanu Hill dives into the end zone for the touchdown. First touchdown of the season. Welcome into your Cougar postgame show here on the Zone Sports Network. Thanks for joining us. Jake Hatch, Hans Olsen along for the ride, recapping BYU's 59-14 victory over Idaho State. And Hans, of course, want to remind everybody that we are brought to you in our postgame by our friends at JCWs. We are live here in Provo at the Plumtree Shopping Center and also brought to you by our friends at TryDayTrading.com. We'll tell you more about both those companies as we proceed throughout this postgame show. But... How about that, Hans? BYU is now 8-2, and two, and they take care of business against the Idaho State Bengals. A uh, great job. A fantastic game by BYU. And <laughs> I, I want to start with uh, a couple of things. Number one, I thought that the broadcast was fantastic and wanted to give a shout-out out there to anybody that was involved with that BYU TV broadcast. It was very well done. I thought that the camera angles were as good as what we've seen with ESPN. I thought that the camera quality was better than most of what we've seen with ESPN. I thought that Dave McCann and um, why am I forgetting Blaine Fowler and Blaine Fowler were fantastic on the call. I I thought that uh, Jaron was great on the sidelines. I thought that their pre-half and post was fantastic, and I really did enjoy the broadcast. I mean, that was a tough game to watch. But I thought the broadcast was clean, and I just wanted to give a shout-out because it made it so much more enjoyable. And for those of you that were in the stadium, and there were many of you, great job. Great job responding and coming out to a game that you knew was going to be a blowout, but you knew it would be a beautiful day. Uh, if you were living, listening to Kevin Eubank, you knew that it was going to be a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. You knew that the stadium was going to be a lot of fun, that the seniors were going to be um, – recognized and that it was going to be a blowout so you could at least enjoy a win a certain win and um, I thought that everybody that came in and packed that place made the broadcast look great as well so from just a, a, a stand back analyst point of view I thought that the broadcast the fans um, the analysts um, everything was was very solid and, and and really made that game as enjoyable as it could be 
And I agree with you. I think BYU TV puts on a quality product out there. As you mentioned, I thought the camera work was actually really, really good. They had good looks at uh, some of those plays. I, think, I can think back to the, let's say, the interception that Pepe Tanuvasa had. We heard that highlight coming in here. They had a really good look at him and when he brought that pass in. Also, Matt Criddle when he stole that ball away from the wide receiver for his own interception. So, I would agree with you on that. The, the camera work, the overall production value from BYU TV, it shouldn't be overlooked. It's actually something that BYU's done a really, really good job with. And there's a lot of people that have to work on something that big. Oh, yeah. You know, the, a broadcast like that is uh, it's monumental. And so anybody that was involved, and there's so many people behind the scenes, but it was a great job. And, and by the way, Jake Hatch, we started this thing at 1230. You've been down at JCW's for almost six hours. <laughs> Hey, how, how hands, hands longer than that. I got here at 9.30 for the Saturday oh, show. Man. I have literally spent oh. like almost my entire day hanging out with our friends at JCW's. I'm pretty much going to just uh, put up a put a pillow here on the bench and go to sleep. So You're you going to own that real estate by the time you leave there. <laughs> You've been at that same table for almost 12 hours. Yep, Great job down there. It's been a long day, but it's been a fun day. So uh, the biggest thing, BYU is now eight and two hands. Uh, is there anything, I hate saying this, but is there anything that we learned today from this win for the Cougars? Other than, you know, there's some depth and other than it was fun to see seniors get some extra time, some recognition and some moments and get to see Baylor Romney and he's near 100 yards through the air mm-hmm. and you know, again, some of the depth. I was excited to see Jackson McChesney get in there and get some carries because by all accounts, Tyler Algier and Lapiti Katoa, there's a good chance that both of those guys are gone after this season. So you want to take a look at, at some of that depth, and it was nice to see Jackson McChesney. And I, I know that they've got a couple of other guys that they're excited about at that running back position. And it was nice to see some guys come in and get some reps at the receiving position. Keanu Hill was fantastic, 100 yards yes. through the air and a touchdown, and he had a block punt, and I don't know if they rewarded him with the uh, with the touchdown or if they gave it to whoever else was on that ball. They, they gave Keanu him the touchdown. Hill. He, he, he got the touchdown. He recovered it. So good. that was the good news on that front. Um, I don't know if you heard this, but in the postgame apparently, I guess uh, graduate assistant uh, Kyle Griffiths, he actually had told his players if they returned a kick or blocked a punt for a touchdown, they'd allow, he'd allow them to, to shave his head. So he now has a freshly shorn head that they did in the locker room. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. So uh, Keanu Hill, fantastic. Getting to see some of that youth. Getting to see, uh, you know, a, a veteran, a guy that's been around and been in the system and been fighting for a long time, Matthew Criddle, get mm-hmm. an interception early in that game when things still kind of mattered. And watching Matthew Criddle get that interception, I thought that was fantastic. And so we learned a lot. You know, I, I thought that, we learned that there was some depth. We learned that there was some good rotation. It was fun to see the seniors get some extra play time. It was nice to see Conover on the field for a minute. It was good to see a, a healthy dose of Baylor Romney. And I thought you got out of this game what you needed to get out of this game. Yeah, I would agree with you. And they, they emptied the bench uh, literally in this game. I saw Cash Peterman hands, who is a third-string kicker, take a kickoff late in this game. That's how deep into this roster they went in this game. Unbelievable. That's, that, that is really diving deep. Um, and, you know, I, I, I can't even imagine exactly how many players on this roster jumped into this game. We'll have to get a final tally and talk a little bit about some of the rotations of the defensive and offensive linemen as well. But uh, just 
really quick, I mean, the only real negatives, I mean, things if you're going to try to find nitpicky things, I would say that BYU's two fumbles that they lost in this game and, and mm-hmm. really giving Idaho State field position uh, and giving up 14 points, that's the only thing you could really look at. There, there might have been a couple of sloppy moments and, and a couple kick of return coverage. moments. Yeah, and, kick, and kick return, return coverage. coverage. Yeah. But outside of that, I, I thought that it was clean by and large. I thought that the guys were having a lot of fun. And, you know, there's, there's a couple of areas that we need to talk about, about guys having fun and, and what that's doing for the program. But overall, Jake, I thought that it was very clean. A couple things you can clean up, a couple things that you'll see in film review. But now you get to go into that bye week, that long-awaited bye week. BYU has gone through this gauntlet without a bye week. Mm-hmm. That's 10 games that they've yep. gone through without a bye week. That's that's a lot of pressure and a lot of time without taking a breath for a given week. So well-deserved, well-played to 8-2 and two to get themselves to this bye week. And, again, I think they got out of this game what they needed to get out of this game. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Hans, I don't know how much uh, other attention you've been paying to the games around the country, but there are teams in front of BYU that are falling by the wayside. This is one of those shake-up Saturdays, if you want to call it that. Teams that were highly ranked, Michigan State among them, who are losing games. Uh, it's actually kind of a weekend that BYU should be in some ways thankful they were playing a team like Idaho State where they can go out and blitz them. And then in theory, when these new college football playoff rankings come out next Tuesday, move up by virtue of the fact that they won. It would be nice to see, and, and, you know, Washington right now is leading Oregon. It's just there in the first quarter, but they got an interception and took it down to the five-yard line and punched it in, yep. and they're leading that thing 7-3. to three. And seven you, to talked three, about yep. some, you talked about some of the games. Michigan State losing to Purdue. That was a big loss. And Wake Forest, who was ranked number nine, losing to North Carolina. That was a gigantic loss loss how about Um, this one hands baylor number 12 losing to tcu a big loss and you knew either auburn or texas a&m was going to lose one of those and auburn lost in in dramatic fashion correct boise state currently up on fresno state alabama just scored to tie things up against lsu late in the second quarter they're seven seven uh, LSU giving Alabama everything they can handle right now uh kentucky tied 14 14 with tennessee like Things are up in the air, man. But how about yeah. this TCU win over Baylor? Ba- TCU fires their coach, <laughs> yes. and they come out and get a win against a Baylor team that was very healthy and hearty against BYU. That's the way I'll put it. They're very healthy, very hearty against BYU. And yeah, and th- they lose 28-30 to 30 to TCU. Yeah, exactly. So there, there is a lot going on in front of BYU and actually right around them in the rankings. And, I just these are the type of Saturdays. This season's been really, really weird. Hands and you talked about the fact BYU's were on a ten-week gauntlet where they've gone eight and two here. They will really enjoy this bye week and heal up, and uh, could find themselves what twelve, thirteen in the rankings when they finally get back on the field uh, two weeks from now when they head to Georgia State. So, in some ways, this has actually worked out to BYU's advantage. Yeah, they could take a nice jump. It, it, it'd be nice to see them take a, a nice jump but you know they'll, they'll sit through the bye week they got this win they'll sit through the bye week if if you get some movement down below them you could see one or two teams jump them based off of the last mm-hmm. two games the bye or the last two weeks the bye week and then a brutal beat down of an fcs team they might hold strong they might bump up a couple games or, or sorry a couple spots but 
I don't, I don't know. I'll bet for the most part they hold pretty strong. We might see them move up a spot or two, and we might see them move down depending on what happens in two weeks. Yeah, it's it, obviously things are going to change around them as they take this next week off. And obviously we'll talk more about uh, plans for the bye week upcoming. Uh, we're going to hear post-game. We'll hear from Kalani Sitake here in this next segment. Let you hear from him. He actually talked a little bit about the plan for the bye week in his post-game comments because if we're being honest with ourselves, we – aren't uh, necessarily expecting a lot of post-game analysis from him after this win. But, uh, Hans, I also wanted to ask you, in terms of how BYU divvied out the playing time, you kind of mentioned you'd like to see the extended run for the starters. We saw Tyler Algier play the majority of the first quarter of this game. I was actually glad they took him out as early as they did. What did you think of his limited reps? It was exactly what you needed to see. Uh, Tyler Algier takes the lead. I, I think he's got 17 touchdowns now, if I if I remember right. Correct. Na- leads the nation in rushing touchdowns. Luke, only below Luke Staley in BYU history, and I, I think that that's fantastic. I, I, I've had a lot of fun just kind of going back and forth with our old teammates. And, Jake, we went through some of the running backs that I had a chance to be around. Brian McKenzie, mm-hmm. Mark Yatawaya, Ronnie Jenkins, Luke Staley. I mean, these were all my teammates in my time at BYU, and I got to see a lot of good running backs in that period of time there at BYU, and guys that you could talk about being some of the best all time. You throw Harvey Unga in the mix, and, you know, you've got some really good running backs there at BYU, and going back and forth with a couple of my teammates, they all said it's Tyler Algier. I still believe that Ronnie Jenkins is the most pure form running back in BYU history, but his tenure was cut short. When you take a step back and you just look at sheer ability, you could say it's Tyler Algier. Luke Staley was a different type of running back. Sure, He, he yeah. was a, a power back. He, he did so much off the edge. I loved how he could turn a corner off a sweep. He was, he was so good in so many aspects. He would run right over the top of you. But Algier is right there in that conversation. Again, I, I'm – I think that they're all great, and I think that there's been a lot of really good running backs in BYU history, but Tyler Algier is taking his seat in, in BYU history, and it was, it's been really impressive to watch. The six carries, it's about right. You don't want to put him at risk because you still got that USC game coming up, and then Correct, you've got yeah. a bowl game that, that could be very meaningful and very impactful, and I'm sure Algier wants to be healthy and ready for both the USC game and the bowl game where he can get some extra eyeballs from those NFL scouts and 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 from the country as well. He, I, I wish that he could be just a little bit more showcased. That, that's why, you know, there, there's a little bit of regret when you take a look back at that Baylor game. I, I just wish that he could have been a little bit more showcased. Only 15 carries for 33 yards in that game against Baylor. And Baylor was – they came in and they were running a gun to shut down the gaps on Tyler Algier. Yes. I just wish BYU could have cut the edge on him just a little bit. And Algier could have found a couple more creases because that Baylor game would have played really big for him and for BYU. But you'll still have USC and a bowl game to showcase your ability. And I, I think Tyler Algier has put a lot of great film out there. And he's made his case. He's made his case as a, as a potential back end of draft pick. And, and certainly getting an opportunity in a camp if, if that's the direction he chooses to go at this point. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I, obviously, ifs and buts and all that stuff, but you're right. It seemed like going into that Baylor game, and this is just my assessment, you, you can feel free to disagree on this. I felt like BYU went in thinking they weren't going to be able to be successful running the ball in that game and actually kind of came into that game thinking we need to pass to set up the run. And 
Baylor, very good team. There's no doubt about that. I'm as stunned as anybody they lost to TCU because uh, they were healthy. They were seemed like they were on their way, but I know. I I just it's just one of those games that you kind of look at and say, okay, yeah, that's Huge when the NFL scout NFL scouts are going to look at that game in particular and say, okay. What was the issue in that game for you, whereas you were running for all these yards in all these other contests? Yeah, it, that's a it, that TCU game is, and that's a huge shot at Baylor. You know, TCU just losing a coach and going through what they're going through and getting a win in that game. And what's in, interesting to me, you know, Abram Smith went out and got his. And for those BYU yes. fans driving home or listening into the Cougar Post Game Show. You remember Abram Smith very well. Abram Smith went out and got his, but they held a Baylor rushing team that's averaging over 200 yards to 175 yards. Abram Smith went and got his at 125, but they took Ebner out of the game. Uh, and, and I know that Ebner has been backed off a bit, but they held Ebner 3.3 yards per carry, and that is going to be a big blow to Baylor. And, it, you know, as a BYU fan, you probably wanted to see Baylor continue to be <laughs> – to be uh, to, to have big wins and to catch that momentum because BYU was sandwiched in between a West Virginia and Texas win, yeah. and and it looked okay. You know, Baylor gets themselves up to that 12 spot in the college football playoff rankings, and it it just made that that loss not sting so much for BYU. But watching TCU go get that win against Baylor is uh, that takes a little bit of wind out of yourselves. Yeah, it does, and obviously the, the good news is if you're a BYU fan because they suffered those back-to-back losses against Boise State, and I remember how upset BYU fans after losing those back-to-back games, but you got to give this team credit. They rallied. They beat Washington State. It was a grind to get out of that game with a victory. Then they go and absolutely just have a barn burner of a game against Virginia, win that one 66-49, and then today they do exactly as you expect. They go out and blow the doors off this Idaho State team, so after 10 games and finally facing a bye week, they are now 8-2, and two, ranked 15th in the country and we'll see what the new rankings uh, have them at uh, coming up on Tuesday when the College Football Playoff puts out their second set of rankings. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we were we are going to let you hear from Kalani Sitake. If you do happen to be out there and you'd like to weigh in on this game, we'd love to have you guys call in. It's a different number than we typically do for postgame, though. We are working at a different studio tonight. Jeremy Moss, kind enough to produce for us tonight. The phone number is 855 960 9663. So 855-960-9663 if you want to weigh in on this game. We'll get your calls in. We'll let you hear from Kalani Sitake. But first, Hans, let's talk about our two great sponsors of the Cougar Post Game Show. As you mentioned earlier on, I have essentially spent my entire day uh, since I woke up down here at JCW's. The food has been fantastic. I've had a great time. Megan's been hanging out here as our tech on site. Uh, and we've been well taken care of here. Love this place. Love coming down here. But also, we need to talk about our friends at TriDayTrading.com. I know you're very engrossed with them. I think their overarching goal, and correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but Ryan and the company, Ryan and crew, they just want to help people earn extra income and allow them to live the life that they want to live. They're looking to build a team, essentially just putting a team together of men and women that are out there trading all hours of the day, all days of the week. You do it on your own time. You got a laptop and you got a little internet. You could do it from the beach. You could do it from your own office, your your own boss. So if you're furloughed, you don't have to worry about being furloughed or fired. Take 
control of your own future by going to TridayTrading.com. It's $10 to sign up for 30 days, and you can see how currency is traded on a daily basis. In that trial, you're going to get the downloaded software, the personalized coaching, and you're going to get to see everything about the world of day trading. That's TridayTrading.com. All right, more in a moment. This is your Cougar Post Game Show right here on the Zone Sports Network. Funded account. Trade without putting any of your money at risk at TridayTrading.com. That's TridayTrading.com. Ball over to Hill. And Keanu Hill dives into the end zone for the touchdown. First touchdown of the season. Welcome back to your Cougar Post Game Show here on the Zone Sports Network. We are live at JCW's after BYU moves to 8 and 2. The 15th ranked Cougars beating Idaho State 59 to 14. Jake Hatch, Hans Olsen breaking things down here. And Hans, it was a very early senior day, but it was senior day nonetheless for the BYU yeah. football program. 14 players honored, only three of them actually seniors, but some good moments for those guys all the same. BYU doing it the right way, too. It was fun to be able to sit back and watch the broadcast and see them kind of parade around and take the final 100 and you know, all those things. And it comes so quick, and they're going to sit back here in a couple of days and be like, boy, I never get to play in that stadium again. And, and I love that BYU fans send them out the way they did. I yeah. was so worried, man. I was thinking a two-loss team, and here we are late November. You're playing an FCS team, a garbage FCS team. And I'm thinking, what would people even come out for? You know, they're not looking at a national championship. They're not looking at, it. Well, like, what, what are you coming out for? And look at what they did. That was old school BYU fandom right there. That was yep. throwback to 90s, 80s, 70s, a bit of the 70s. Like, great throwback to that fan base. And what a send-off for those seniors. It was awesome to see them parade around, the big smiles. And I wanted to throw this out. You know, Puka and Samson Nakua, that was Samson Nakua's final game. But uh-huh. them coming back to Provo and being in that stadium, it took the energy from a 7 all the way up to an 11. Those guys bring the smiles, the fun, the atmosphere. And you're going to have people that are like, that's so professional. Oh, that's going to draw a flag. Oh, I don't like that energy. When I'm in a locker room with guys that have that level of confidence and they're out there to have some fun – it, it it goes across all position groups. You see it. Now, it can be a distraction if it gets too noisy, too vocal, too goofy, mm-hmm. but I don't see it like that. I just see confidence. I see those guys sparking energy and sparking confidence, and I also see those guys sparking a transfer movement back to Provo for guys that grew up in that area, played in Orem or played at Lone Peak or played at Tim Few, and, and I see – all those guys you now looking at it saying, oh, Big 12, oh, the Nakua's, oh, look at the energy, look at the wins, look at the fans, look at their head coach. I'm coming back to Provo. And it, and it really has sparked a, an exciting energy for BYU that I haven't felt in years. I haven't seen it. I haven't felt it in a lot of years for BYU. And I know that, you know, Utah fans are out there listening and shaking their heads. Look, BYU fans had to put up with me 
yipping and yapping about Kyle Whittingham and the Utah resurgence as they went into the Pac-12 and mm-hmm. BYU got put on the back burner. And I talked about the excitement of Kyle Whittingham and the excitement that they're winning South Divisions. And I've, I've gone nuts for them. And I've had BYU fans be like, oh, you're a turncoat. And I've got Utah fans like, oh, you're a homer. <laughs> no, you know what I am? I'm a guy that sees the movement. I'm a guy, guy that gets behind the, 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 the growth and the success. And I, and I point it out. Because sure. I, I think it's fantastic. Anytime there's success in this state, whether it's Utah State with Jordan Love or it's Utah with Tyler Huntley and Kyle Whittingham in a South Division, or it's BYU and what we saw finally getting a win over the rival and putting potentially 10 wins together after an 11-win season, it's exciting. It deserves mention. It, it, to me, uh, I love to see the success of any college programs in this state, and it's refreshing And it was nice to see BYU send these seniors out the right way. So it was just a fun night, man. And if if you can't enjoy this, then then you're probably not a fan of BYU or you're not a fan of of success. But I'll tell you, it was really nice to watch it all go down tonight. And the way they honored those seniors I thought was, was very rewarding to them and them getting extra time as well. Yeah, it was just nice to give them an opportunity to play some extra playing time. Guys like Matt Criddle, who have been grinding away for years on that scout team, et cetera, for him to go out there, get an interception, I think at halftime I saw that he was leading BYU in tackles. Just uh, He's an example of this, giving them some extra playing time, letting them do their thing and enjoy their final game at home. And I thought it was cool to hear. So let's, let's uh, let you hear from Kalani Satake. He talked a lot about uh, the players that were honored uh, what he learned from this game. So here you go, BYU head coach Kalani Satake after BYU beats Idaho State. All right. Thanks, Coach, for joining us. Thank you. I'm going to start with questions from Jared first. Okay. Kalani, what do you think uh, about the way your guys played today? Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a good game. Um, you know, uh, Idaho State – a really well coached team. I think uh, Coach Fennessy does it the right way. They they play with good sportsmanship, class, and uh, they battled. You know, and and uh, uh, we knew that if we take care of business, that we should be okay. But um, you always want to respect your opponents and do the right things and and play the right way. And I thought our guys did had the right mindset. Um, first half looked good. We had a uh, mistake. You know, gave short fields, um, but yeah, I give credit to. So to Coach Fennessy and his staff, I, I don't think they made a lot of mistakes as far as uh, you, you didn't see a lot of uh, fundamentally and, and with coaching that they had a lot of guys assignment sound football. And I thought our guys just took advantage of, of, of making more plays. But, um, yeah, just uh, just grateful for the game and grateful that our guys finished it the right way. And I thought it was really good for a bunch of young guys to get reps and uh, meaningful reps, though, you know, to – when it's just a game and, and in the second half, I think we, we played a lot of guys, a lot of reserve players. Um, and I like that our sideline had a lot of energy from, um, you know, from the starters. And uh, I liked the, the stop at the end. I thought that was really good for our, our young guys. But obviously there's some mistakes. That, that, that it's that way every game. And so we'll, we'll look at it and, and see what we can improve on. But um, grateful we got the win and, and uh, grateful we can keep building on this and, Got to buy next week, you know, so it's a, still a work week for us, but I know we can get some guys healthier without having to play a game next week. So 10 weeks in a row, was that's pretty tough, but these guys handled it really well. 
you recognized 14 players before the game, obviously the three seniors and then the 11 other guys. What was that like for you, that moment of recognizing their contributions? Yeah, the three seniors especially, you know, we, we know that this is it for them, uh, and that's with Lopa and Capisi and, and Samson. But um, the others, it's just kind of up in the air still on some of them. But I thought it was important that um, that if it is, if it is their last game that – that uh, we recognize them and, and give them a chance to to do the senior walk at the end and, and go through the whole festivities and, and have them, um, you know, just if 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 some of them come back and great, we'll do it again next year, you know. But I, I think for us is to make sure that we did it the road, that we just did it just in case it was our last one. I wish we could have done that with Zach last year, you know. And so um, I think we're always gonna if there's a chance that they could leave, we're gonna try to put them in that, that senior, um, you know, recognition. Uh, for them so but I, I'm glad that uh, you know we'll have this, some, some discussion and see what's going to happen with uh, with those other um, guys I think there's 11 others and we'll figure out what's best for them and and um, and they'll go from there but just want to make sure that they get recognized just in case John and then Jay Kalani one, one of those younger guys you mentioned that got some meaningful reps in the second half today was Keanu Hill um, had 92 yards and a touchdown four catches. And then he blocked and recovered that punt in the end zone late in the fourth quarter. Uh, What can you say about the effort you saw from him and and his progression here late in the season? You know, we, um, we knew he was something special. I, I, I think it's just for him the opportunity to get, get, get there and on the field play and, uh, he's shown uh, that he can do it throughout the season. Uh, we needed to rely on him a little bit more today. And uh, special teams-wise, I think he he felt like he was going to – he kept telling us he's going to block one. And, uh, you know, Kyle Griffiths, who does a lot of our duties with, with uh, our punt return, he and Fessy, I mean, uh, Coach Griffiths made a deal that if they blocked one that he'd shave his head. So that's what they're doing in the locker room right now, shave his head a little bit. And, and anything to make our, our graduate assistants – um, embarrassed. That's what our players, I think that's a motivation for them. So Keanu wanted to see that done and that's why he got the block. But I think that was all that was there that he, we had to hurry up the punt and try to get it, the, the ball to Hobbs and have them um, block a little bit longer so that we can get a good return. And I thought for the most part, Hobbs and Talmadge got in there and got some returns. They did a good job on the punt return phase, giving us a better field position. I thought their punter, he, he, he kicked the crap out of the ball, you know, did some really good things. I, um, I, I'm, proud of uh, the way Rico punted too. He pinned one deep for us. And so uh, that stuff doesn't go unnoticed when you have good punters. I think we wanted to just stress them a little bit and, and glad we were able to, to do some things and, and get some plays. Hey, okay, go ahead. Kalani, you've played 10 straight games. Give us a progress report. How do you think these guys are doing? And more importantly, are they continuing to improve as the season goes on? Yeah, I think there's been a lot of um, changing lineups. You know, we've got uh, – you just have a bunch of guys that just got banged up. And whether they're um, 100% or not, there's some people that just couldn't go and we had to fill in with uh, with different starters, you know. And, and so looking at the depth chart, it doesn't look like today like it was back in, in August, you know. And so – but I, I thought the 10 weeks, our guys did a great job at coaching. I mean, our coaches did a great job at, at instructing our players – I thought our players really answered um, the call whenever their number was was up to to be on the field. Uh, we can improve. There's there's definitely 
a lot of room for improvement. But for the fact that we're a pretty young team and that we played a lot of young guys um, this season, and some of it was by choice, but some of it was just forced because of injury, um, I think we're in a really good spot. Now, uh, 10 weeks in a row is not easy, especially when you're playing a lot of the teams that we played and then the physical football that we, we saw. So um, some of those guys will be able to recover and not having a game next weekend is going to be good for their recovery. Getting healthy, we'll get some guys back, but um, there's, there are some, some guys that still need work. And so um, we're going to have the same mindset of getting better with those younger guys and some guys that have, um, you know, we're going to depend on them in, in the Georgia Southern game. So they need to work. And that's going to be a, uh, that's going to be the focus. I think everybody's going to go through a little bit of a situational uh, recovery. Some guys need to practice uh, every rep and, and do some physical things next week. Other guys just need to get uh, polish up their, their technique and their fundamentals and and um, mentally get better, but uh, don't need to see them do much on the field. So that's what we're going to do next week. When you retire, are you going to be a band leader? That's pretty good, huh? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to brag about myself. I'm usually, I mean, I was, I was surprised. I think it's just if I could keep a beat, you know, so I thought it was fun. But um, I had a, a good uh, moment before the season to interact with the band and um, to talk to them. And uh, it's been really fun uh, just being able to connect with them and see things that they do. I think uh, that that's that's a, a big part of what we uh, do here at BYU, just the whole experience of having them. And I just hope they, they know how much I appreciate them. And then uh, just the, in combination of that, it's the uh, – how awesome was it to see the fans in the stands and packing the stands uh, for this FCS game? It meant a lot to our players, and I hope our fans know how much we love and appreciate them. And it wasn't just this game. It was the entire season. Um, you know, we're sad we're not playing at home anymore, but uh, it, it was really cool to have the fan support and the the, and the energy that the fans bring, the rock, and uh, everyone is just – it's amazing. And – I hope our fans, uh, Cougar Nation, knows how much our players, our coaches, everyone in our program really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Do last question from Jared. Connie, we didn't really talk about it, but you're wearing the camouflage to recognize and honor the uh, the military today for this game. Uh, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I just want to recognize the military and their um, – you know, the, the, everything that they do for our lives, the, the, the freedoms that we enjoy, um, the lifestyle that we have, uh, just we we can't show enough appreciation. But if there's a way that we can recognize them, I know college football is doing that uh, uh, next week. Uh, we don't have a game next week, so we wanted to do it early earlier. And so I think the, the more we can be mindful of, of the sacrifice that others uh, make for us, uh, I think it's very important. And. Um, I hope I hope everyone out there that has loved ones in the military and and, and those that have sacrificed their time, their energy, and and, so, and many of them their lives. I hope they know how much we love and appreciate that. So um, it was good. I mean, I, I like wearing this. I, I was confused because I wasn't sure if it was going to be hot or cold or what was going on today. And pretty warm day for November, and I, I, I was really happy with it. So uh, camouflage is a little bit slimming, they tell me. So I should wear it more often. <laughs> Well, along those lines, Claudia, we've talked a lot just about how you want your guys to be well-rounded. Football is important, but so is school, so is social life, so are things like this, recognizing the military or recognizing the band. Do you see that passing on to those guys? Do you, do you see them embracing that, that well-rounded mentality? 
it's it's something that they teach me. I have a, a group of great young men that have tons of appreciation and gratitude for the fans, for everyone at BYU, for the faculty, staff, their coaches, for each other, and more importantly, for most importantly, is for their loved ones. And then uh, I think uh, playing the game is really really cool, but um, the fact that they they do it with a lot of energy and and uh, joy that that makes it all worthwhile for the people that have sacrificed for them. But these young men are special. They're, they're, they're uh, special to me and to a lot of people. And, and I'm just honored to coach them and, and really happy that they teach me a lot of lessons and make me a better person. So there you go. Kalani Sataki after BYU beats Idaho state 59 to 14 and hands, uh, fun to hear him talk about guys like Kyle Griffiths getting his head shaved. That's kind of stuff you do after a win like this, but also hear him talk about the fact that they're really going to need this bye week to get guys healed up for those final two mm-hmm. road games this season. Yeah, Georgia Southern just be a, a, another opportunity to kind of catch your stride before you really push against USC, because USC is going to have the athletes, and you know, BYU is going to have to be able to hang with them and have some depth, even though they are struggling and still looking for a head coach they're still dealing with their interim head coach but you definitely want to have good style going into that game because you want to rack up as many points as you can to interest as many people as you can with two losses BYU is not going to slip into the new years but BYU could force ESPN's hand to go out and try to build a bowl game that's just outside of that New Year's Six that they they parade around and grabs a lot of attention. I, I would love to see that. I, I would love to see something big. We talked about this in the pregame. It could be Texas-San Antonio at 12 wins. That would be a solid game, and they would just keep that in the Independence Bowl. But I, I do want to see BYU continue to push the issue because every time somebody, some some recruit turns on a TV that's interested and they're seeing BYU blow out a team and then beat USC badly, that does good things for BYU. And and so I want to con- see them continue to get healthy, get some of their corners back to be able to run with some of these athletes that yes. they're going to see a little bit later in the season. They do need to do that. Uh, the interesting thing about Georgia State, uh, not Georgia State, Georgia Southern is, uh, I don't know if you saw this, hands. Clay Helton is the new head coach of, of Georgia yeah. Southern. He was, it was officially announced earlier this week. Uh, going to be interesting to see if he has any impact on that game. I would, I would doubt it just because that's, it would be very weird for him to go from being hired and then two weeks later be on the sidelines. But I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I've heard he's not going to have a lot of active, active duty. But i would got to imagine he's going to have some influence. It's his team. You want to get as early sure. as a start as you possibly can. And if you can come in and throw some suggestions, that, that's great. But, look, you could – you could take General Shortscoff, Nick Saban, and <laughs> and the the great Bear Bryant, and throw them uh-huh. in the, the the ghost of Bear Bryant, and throw them in on that thing, and they're not going to be able to get Georgia Southern to a win. Like it's just uh, not, yeah. it's not in the cards. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we will take a time out here. Come back on the other side. Get you some final thoughts as you round out this Cougar post game show. We are brought to you by our friends at JCW's. Uh, hands. I uh, enjoyed some wings today. Also had a delicious salad. That's one of the few things I think here that people overlook are the salads here at JCW's. I know it doesn't sound all that sexy or whatever, but they are absolutely delicious. They got along with everything else they got here. Yeah, they are. They're good, man. The salads are good, huh? Did you go with that yeah. bacon chicken? Bacon chicken is my go-to. It's absolutely phenomenal. Well, they're, all of their dressings are fresh made. So when you're dipping your wings into those blue cheese yep. or ranch dressings or your 
dropping that dressing over the top of your salad and and mixing it through the bacon and chicken. It's just really good, high-quality dressings. And those burgers are as good as it gets, big, thick, juicy patties, fresh-pressed, never frozen. The cheese is always delicious, melted perfectly. The buns are fresh. You know when you go to JCW's and you order a burger, you order a salad, you order wings, you're getting fresh food, fresh off the grill, fresh off the fryer. And the other thing, after you're done with those burgers and you're done with those wings, throw them back a JCW shake. It's still the most creamy, best shake out there. It's the chocolate banana peanut butter shake. It's uh, it's close to the Will Snowden. Will Snowden loves to add the cookie dough, but go in and get that banana peanut butter and chocolate shake. It's it's delicious, and JCW's does it the right way, and we're we're so grateful to them. You know, Jake, for so many years we've been down there and yep. enjoying their burgers and, and, and being able to talk about their fantastic product. And I think sometimes JCW's goes unrecognized, and I, I, I hope that they understand how grateful we are for them and this partnership because their food is it's perfection. It's 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 yeah. a it is a perfect burger. Yeah, no, they do it right, and we've seen a steady stream of BYU fans coming in here, uh, getting a post game meal, and it's just a great place to go. So if you're looking for a place tonight, you're looking for a place to get dinner, get over uh, to JCW's. Also brought to you by our friends at TryDayTrading.com. As hands, hands mentioned a little earlier on, you actually can give the day trading market a try for 30 days for just ten dollars, and that ten dollars actually is being donated charity ten dollars goes to charity it puts you in the market for 30 days you get the coaching the software you get it all if you're looking to make a little extra money go to trydaytrading.com and see how you can do it all right more in a moment this is your cougar post game show right here on the zone sports network Chigo Plus. Be entered to win a Utah Grizzly Sweet Night. Discover the difference it makes to shop where the professionals shop. See my friends at Mountland Supply. Go to mountlandsupply.com to find a location near you. All again, good pocket, throws to the goal line. It is caught at the goal line. Fighting for the end zone is Pau. Touchdown. All to the end zone for Puka. He's got it. Touchdown. A spectacular grab. Welcome back to your Cougar Post Game Show here on the Zone Sports Network. Jake Hatch, Hans Olsen along for the ride here. And BYU takes care of business against Idaho State 59-14. And Hans, at long last, BYU finally gets an opportunity to enjoy a bye week. It's been 10 <laughs> weeks of just them getting beat up. But they've got an 8-2 and two record, and now they can go enjoy a week off, so to say. Yeah. It wasn't 10 easy weeks, man. That's no. that's for sure. You go back to last year, maybe you could get through 10 of those weeks. But this is 10 brutal weeks. You kick things off with three Pac-12 teams. You take on a South Florida team that's got some offense. Then you got a rival on the road against Utah State. Mm-hmm. Then you got a rival at home in Boise State. Then you take on a, uh, a Big 12 power in Baylor. And, you know, it just goes down the line. Then another Washington State team. And then Bronco comes in and does his thing and – it was uh, it was ten very brutal, high energy, high emotion games that BYU has gotten through at, at an eight and two clip, and it's all you could do is stand back and applaud it. It's incredible what they've done. Uh, you know, you wish that they could have that Boise State game back and sure. take back a couple of, of fumbles. You wish that they could have that Baylor game back and. Uh, Baylor felt like it was going to get a win regardless of what happened in that game. Baylor just played. 
a heck of a game. But this has been an incredible season. I hope BYU fans are really enjoying this for what it is because it has been a fantastic season for BYU. It has. And hands you obviously, you, you've been through this bye week situation where you have a week off. What is kind of the chief thing you want to see BYU do slash accomplish here in this coming week? Continue to work on the freshmen that you threw in and the depth of the line. And it, the, it, you're going to rest your seniors and your veterans as, as much as you want to rest them. But you're going to get those freshmen, those COVID freshmen, the COVID sophomores back on the field and working and getting warmed up and working on that depth. You, you'll start to game plan for USC a little bit. Um, you'll start to position your your depth and your youth for 2022. And you're going to have scrimmages with your youth. And you'll send some of your veterans, some of your seniors, you're going to, you're going to send them back to their homes and they get to go spend some time with family. But it really just depends on where you are and your growth in that BYU program, the type of work that you're going to be putting in. It is no break for the coaches. They get on airplanes, head all over the country, uh, some all over the world. They'll, they'll go into Tonga, Samoa, and they're going to be working on their recruiting and networking to make sure that they're keeping up on the players that they're looking to bring in over the next couple of years. And mm-hmm. that keeps them busy. So yeah. coaching staff stays busy. Young guys stay busy. Veterans and seniors take a little bit of a break, but you work on that depth to get ready for the final push. Yeah. And you have two games remaining after this and obviously a bowl game. So it's, it feels weird to say, but you're gearing up for a stretch run here. It could be very important. You're going for 10 wins. That's kind of the expectation at this point. And obviously bowl game, you'd be looking at pinning the opponent. You're expecting an 11 win season. If you, if you have back to back 11 and one, be 11 and two this year, two back to back 11 win seasons hands. That'd be a pretty nice feather in the cap of this BYU football program. Yeah, it would be a great, a great feather in the cap for Kalani Sitake and, and a great feather in the cap for Aaron Roderick and, and Fessy Sitake on the offensive side and Ed Lamb and Ituyaki on the defensive side. And, you know, I, I don't mean to leave out guys like Steve Clark and Janara Guilford and, and, and Harvey Unga at the running backs. I don't mean to leave those guys out. They, they've all been spectacular. Um, but uh, it, it really is meaningful for those guys. They're going to get opportunities. They're going to get looks. And they're going to get phone calls. You go yes. back-to-back seasons the way you've done, and you're going to get some phone calls and some interest, especially when you lose the number two overall pick. And you lose your top leading receiver, and you lose your starting left tackle all to the draft, and you replace it and do what you've done offensively. It's been a magnificent effort from that coaching staff. All right, hands. As we round things out here, anything else that we haven't touched on in this postgame show you'd like to share with our listeners? It was just a, a really good game. I was really pleased with what I saw from Jackson McChesney in in some of the reps that he was out there. I think that the uh-huh. the young man that impressed me the most was Keanu Hill. He's the freshman wide receiver out of Bedford, Texas, and he came in there and. Put on a display. He had four catches for 100 yards and a touchdown and a block punt effort on special teams. And he looked really good. And then to all those seniors out there, the guys that uh, this will be their last game, and we went through it in the pregame, 
to those guys and their families that are out there, congratulations. You, you, you've completed it. Don't give up the dream of professional sports. Uh, keep fighting. I know some of these guys probably aren't going to have a ton of chance, but keep fighting. You never know. You'll get that rest, roster spot the right time, the right place. You can still make money playing the great game of football. And congratulations to all those parents that have helped these guys achieve great things. Senior night's always emotional for me, man. It, it doesn't matter if it's Utah, Utah State, BYU. It doesn't matter if it's Weber State. Senior, senior night is an emotional night for me because – Life really changed from that point, Jake. And, and um, I hope each one of these guys find the success that they deserve in their life one way or the other. Yeah, and that's the thing about this is some of these guys are going to get that opportunity in the pro ranks. And I would, I, I'm with you. I would encourage all of them to give it a shot. Just to, just to say you, you did give it everything you had. You shouldn't just give up on the dream now because seemingly you don't think you're going to make it. Give it a shot and then Move on. Uh, find out what's next. In, so, in some cases, like yours hands, you went into broadcasting. You become this expert broadcaster. As you mentioned, you've spent three times as long on air now as you did playing football in college. Yep. So. Yep. You've got great things in front of you, man. Just you know, keep putting the effort into life that you put into college football, and you're going to be just fine. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, that's going to do it for us. I want to thank, once again, our sponsors of the Cougar Post Game Show, our friends at JCW's. It's been a long day here for Megan and I at JCW's. We've had a great time. They have taken care of us. Love this place. As Hans mentioned a little earlier on, we've been doing these pre- and post-game shows at JCW's for years now, and quality has never, ever fallen off at all. They do it right. They've got everything under the sun you can think of, whether you're feeling like fish and chips uh, chicken fingers, a burger, wings. I uh, just want to shake. They've got it all for you. And I would encourage you guys, if you're looking for a place to stop and get some food tonight, do it at JCW's. We're also brought to you by our friends at TryDayTrading.com, Hands, and absolutely love Ryan and the crew over there for being part of our broadcasts. Big thanks to them. Big thanks to JCW's, man. They make all these things work for us, and we can't really share our full appreciation with them. Uh, words don't really do it. We just appreciate yeah. all their their support and and their their belief in what uh, product we put out there. And we we of course love and enjoy their product as well. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks to Jeremy for producing it back in studio. Thanks to Megan for hanging out with us down here at JCW's all day long. We will be back uh, two weeks from now. BYU will be taking on Georgia Southern. I saw kickoff time has been set for 2 o'clock Mountain Time. That means it will be a 1 o'clock uh, pregame show live from here at JCW's. So until then, have a great rest of your evening. This has been your Cougar postgame show right here on the Zone Sports Network.